0: are back with the hot buy happy hour i'm your host quinn we got sammy we got kobe with us what's going on boys
1: nothing much buddy uh i'm sitting here smoking a cigar uh one of my one of my go-to's it's a uh, my father lay bijou hadn't had one in a while saw him at the uh the local best cigar prices and uh and, and grabbed a box so smoking a, like i said one of the go-to's that my father lay bijou and Drinking a new scotch I hadn't had before. Made a trip to Delaware this weekend with my son for a, for soccer. And there was a, uh, a brand new total wine down there uh, about two hours from my house. So I was like, oh, all right. I guess we will have to make a stop and see what these guys got. So got some new scotches, got some beers I've never tried. So I'll be breaking into those over the next couple of weeks. What's up with you, Kobe? Uh, you know, just chilling on the back porch, listening for the crickets. Um, I'm trying a new
2: one, guys, uh, from Stone. Enjoy by 1031. It is a hazy IPA, which are, uh, which are my favorites. And it is, it's very smooth and, uh, I'm already feeling it after one. So this might be one of my worst pods in a while.
1: <laughs> nice, nice.
2: Yeah. That, uh, I, I dad just that texted here. me "Bosa a strip sack, no, um, uh, crediting, crediting himself for calling it. He's um, humble. He's very humble.
0: It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny, uh, I, one I, i'm right with kobe that that beer is really good it, it is a scary beer it, What 9.4 it's it's nine it's damn near nine and a half percent it's 9.4 and it goes down like it's so smooth like water like water what are you um, drinking Quinn? tonight i am drinking the stone team up with deschutes brewing company let's be homies hazy ipa they teamed up and they used honey from both the northern california and southern california area as the shoot started up in northern california stone started in san diego so they both used local honey from those two areas from different bees and made a pretty tasty hazy ipa and then we're shifting back into the 25th anniversary triple ipa because it's incredible nice by the way we're sitting here now on Three and a half minutes left in the first quarter. The Chargers have 101 yards of offense. The Raiders have negative five. Liking where we're going. Herbert that is got a plus. sacked. Liking that is less. a
1: pl- That is a plus for you, but yes, if they decide to go backwards with sacks, it's not going to help it matters. All right,
0: what do we a- got on the docket? Yeah, we got a, uh, we a pretty good show going. You know, we're going to talk, you know, our week four recap. We got... You know, we got to talk about some first-round rookie QBs. Um, as always, we're going to dive into our game picks, all of that stuff. Say, you know, right down the line for what you'd come to expect. And, of course, when it comes to what you come to expect, we come to expect you to win some money with Thrive Fantasy. You can come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You choose 10 out of the 20 available player props and build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes. And that was just NFL week one and they have awarded over $4 million. Thrive's featured $100,000 guaranteed contest is $20 to enter and first place takes home twenty grand. Use promo code FFAffair when you sign up today, and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download thrive fantasy on the app store or play store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today. So boys, we had, we had a good week of football here in, uh, in week four. I think we had a few surprises, some, uh, some overtime, games, some NFL history involving some teams in New York and overtime games. Um, Kobe, what are your thoughts on what we saw?
2: Uh, first of all, um, I was down in Charleston visiting family, so I was out of the Pittsburgh market. So I didn't get to watch the entire first fucking quarter because of one of those uh, overtime games. So that was fun. Um, the Steelers offense, abysmal as always. I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but there was some good football to watch. Uh, Brady back in Froxboro. That was uh, that was actually exactly how I expected that game to go. Belichick trying to shut him down the whole time. Mac Jones really trying to step up into that spot and it, it would look it proved to be just as close of a game as you could ask for coming down to a 56yard field goal. That was that was brutal for, for the Patriots, but I thought they were actually going to pull it out. It was crazy. what did you see Sammy?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I noticed, Actually, Quinn, do you want to comment on this this uh, fake punt that was run? I, I, that's, what I gave, that's what I gave the hand signal, like let Kobe finish before you comment here.
0: I actually love the call. I love a good aggressive call. And it probably should have fucking worked. There was no one on him at the line of scrimmage. And the returner came all the way up and made the fucking play. It's a, honestly, love the call. It's a great play by Hunter Renfro. That's,
1: that's my take on it. That's a sack. Yeah, I I would agree with you. All right, so so my takeaway, I think it's pretty obvious, guys, based on some of the numbers that were put up and the performances that we saw, that some of these NFL guys are obviously listening to our podcast because we questioned Ezekiel Elliott a little bit. We've questioned JT. um, We've questioned Tyreek. We've questioned CEH. And the games that they had this week, they really proved us wrong. So I'm assuming that our podcast was... The motivation that those guys needed to really show up this week and prove their value. What do you guys think about that?
2: Hey, Sammy, can you back away from your screen a little bit? Your head isn't fitting on the screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we talked up Tony Pollard, you know, just for an example. He had a decent game, 10 carries for 67 yards. Zeke went 20 for 143 and a touchdown. So, um, you know, we were kind of questioning whether Tony Pollard was the better fit in that. That offense, and, and then Zeke turns around and, and, uh, and proves us wrong. You look at Indianapolis, Marlon Mack even got 10 carries this week. Jonathan Taylor got 16, but averaged, what was it, eight yards a carry on his 16 to Marlon Mack's maybe four. So it was a hell of a, hell of a performance from those guys. And then the, the Kansas City offense just kind of showed what they're capable of.
0: Yeah, I think this was a good almost – almost a get-right game for Kansas City against a really weak Philadelphia Eagles secondary and, a, honestly, a whole defense outside of Fletcher Cox. So it was a good get-right for them. Um, but I still think that Kansas City was exposed again this week for not having that good of a defense. I mean, Jalen Hurts went out and went kind of off. I mean, would they put up 30, right? Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, like Philly still put up – like if you're putting up 30 points consistently, you're going to win more games than you're going to lose it. I wouldn't have given up 34. If you're Kansas city, I just don't know that giving up. Like, I don't know that what they have right now defensively is going to be a recipe for long-term success. Even, I mean, we saw it not to shift over to hockey, but I will for a second here. The penguins tried it for a few years where they were like, we're going to try to score seven goals a game and win that way. And it just didn't work they would give up, you know, they would score six, but they'd give up seven, you know, or if it was legit, if we weren't scoring seven goals a game, we lost every game. And it's just not a way to win in any professional league to just abandon defense and say, I'm just going to flat out outscore you. And I think that's what Kansas City's trying to do right now.
2: By the way, uh, the, the chiefs have lit up. uh, The only team that didn't score 30 or more points against them was the Browns. They have 29. So, I mean, like, that's that's not a recipe to succeed when every team you play is putting
1: up at least four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, and that everybody expected that defense to be pretty good. So let, let me give you Jalen Hurts' number and then numbers and then let me let me read you what I've got in my notes for this weekend. So Jalen Hurts was thirty two of forty eight, three eighty seven, two touchdowns, no picks, eight carries for forty seven yards. So that's a hell of a hell of a day. But here's the thing. If you talk to any Philly fan who watches the Eagles every week uh, or even the casual observers who watch Jalen Hurts, they question whether he's a good quarterback, but he's putting up fantasy points. And the the comment that I have in here, and I wanted to bring him up, so I'm glad we did this anyway, is he's a sneaky, good fantasy quarterback. And I'm going to put him in the same place that Jameis was when Jameis was at Tampa Bay. Everybody would say Jameis is a a crappy quarterback. And sure, you can't argue with that because of the pixie through. But every fantasy player knew that Jameis Winston was going to put up numbers. And I think that's what we're going to see with Jalen Hurts moving forward. He'll put up numbers. His teams probably aren't going to be very good. But I think you're going to see a good fantasy production out of him week in and week out. What do you guys think about that take? Yeah, I don't
0: don't know that I completely agree with it. I agree that he's a good fantasy quarterback but I also think that he has the skill set to eventually turn what right now is good fantasy numbers eventually into wins in Philly. I like what I have seen out of Jalen hurts a lot more than what I've ever seen out of, out of Jameis Winston.
2: That's fair. What do you think? Here's the problem I have with the Jalen hurts hate. So um, the rookie quarterbacks, I know we're going uh, a little ahead, but the rookie quarterbacks, none of them has a winning record. The, the the first the first rounders that are starting but Jalen Hurts is still kind of a rookie right like that was only his eighth start and people are questioning in a whether, sense yeah but I mean like so yeah he started some last year and got a little bit of play time then but at the end of the day I he's still kind of a rookie quarterback he's still a very young quarterback still on his rookie deal um his first full season starting on a team that quite frankly, isn't that good to begin with, you know, it doesn't really matter who you put in a quarterback there. They're not going to be this. They're not a, they're not a quarterback away from a Super Bowl contention, right? He's doing what he can to try and win. Now he's not, you know, the second coming or any, or any stretch of the imagination, but 387 yards was you said 32 for 48. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that, a that's good outing. What, that's, yeah, that's a 66% completion percentage. That's almost 400 yards. That's two touchdowns. He also gets something on his legs or gets uh, yards on his
1: legs too. Like. It's, so, so speaking of that, I'm going to, I'm going to cut in real quick. Cause that's, that's an interesting point. You, know, you talk about, they're not a quarterback away. They don't even use their running backs anymore. Jalen hurts, eight carries. Kenny Gainwell, three carries miles Sanders, seven carries Jalen Rieger, one carry. So Jalen Hurts had eight of the 19 carries in that game. They've, it almost looks to me like they've abandoned the running game. So yeah, I, 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 actually, I think that's because –
0: Well, not only that, I also think it's because they don't have the offensive line
2: to support a running game. That, that's, that's the same with the Steelers. I mean, look how many receptions that Najee Harris, who came into the league as a uh, downhill runner type, and they were questioning whether he could be a receiving back jumps in like he he's having to get receiving yards outside of the the box Steelers the the Eagles don't have the line either and they, they can't get the carries what did their uh pass game look like uh with the running backs Oh,
0: right, hang on that. I gotta just jump in real real quick here my father is watching an NFL football game really he is actively texting me about this game right now
1: Huh all right, I'll give you the numbers. So Gain- Gainwell did have six catches on eight targets. Miles Sanders had three catches on three targets. So they so got they him have- involved. Nine nine touches between the two for roughly 90 yards. But so that's the thing, right, is they're getting just as much looks in the
2: passing game as they're on the running game because they don't have the ability to push up in between the tackles. Even that's against there. the Chiefs Chiefs defense that –
1: as we just discussed, kind of blows. Hey, can I mention, so we we talked about the game. I want to mention one specific player in that New England Bucks game. And that was Jacoby Myers. He had 12 targets in that game. So he was eight catches, 70 yards, 45 yards passing. I think that's somebody that you can get on the cheap or even on the waiver wire at this point. And can fill in for you during some buys as one of your flex options. The guy's getting looks. He's been getting looks all year. Um, I don't think they're explosive. Uh, that whole offense is not explosive, but I think Jacoby Myers can get you some points. So if you're looking for somebody to fill a spot, I'd go ahead and grab him.
0: Speaking of, uh, of guys you should get not to shamelessly plug my fantasy waiver wire articles that I put out every week again,
2: because to shamelessly plug plug it.
0: (laughs) I don't know how many times I have to say something about this man Cordero Patterson before people listen.
1: Okay, so I got him highlighted. He's somebody I want to talk about today. Great, let's talk about him. Sell him now. He's Dude, he's going to – this is his peak. 116 total yards, five catches in that, and three touchdowns. This is his peak. Sell him now. Get get, get good value from him. I think – I think he's going to keep doing it. Not like to that
0: extreme. I think this week was obviously an extreme, but if it's consistently good for four games, it's probably going to keep being consistently good. And I know in some, I I don't know where, which fantasy apps there's the distinction in some fantasy apps though. I know for a fact they have him listed as an RB comma wide receiver and you can play him at both. So that, That flexibility, I think, increases his value, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, so I I think his value is is obviously higher than it was, like, in, say, Chicago. But he had flashes in Chicago. It wasn't a consistent, you know, three-game stretch or whatever it was. But you'd see it every three games. You'd see see him come out with just some absurd numbers. I think we've seen those flashes before, and we've seen him fade away. I, I think eventually you see him fade away this season.
2: see i disagree with you i disagree with you sammy and the reason i disagree with you is because um he has taken on the role that that ridley had last year and that was julio took the top corner julio had to take the top corner so so who was open all the time ridley because he could play very well against your backup or your second stringer right Cordell patterson Cadley, calvin ridley is now getting the 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 look from the top corner—that's leaving Patterson wide slam open on a lot of these plays, and he has the speed, as you see, to uh, break loose. And that's how you're getting what you said—five catches for
1: over 100 yards. Fucking absurd. Uh, Hundred hundred total yards. So that includes that includes his rushing numbers, and in that was five catches. But yeah,
2: him—they're getting him involved in every way they can. That's because he's a freak athlete, and he's effective with it. So I, I think he's going to continue. In other news, this is far and away
0: the best the Chargers defense has looked all year. Yeah, we, got, pretty, we got, we got posed on a horrible horse collar tackle call because it was grabbed at the front of the Jersey, not the back, not a horse collar. And then the Raiders get the ball in like r 40
1: and go for and out. So, so uh, let, me give, let me give you that breakdown real quick of, of Cordero since we're talking about it. Six carries, 34 yards, five catches, 82 yards, three touchdowns. Yep. So he had 11 total touches for, like I said, uh, over 100 yards and then the three touchdowns. So he's averaging 10 yards a touch, which is damn good. And
2: he's got three touchdowns. Now that's probably your peak. You're right. But if that's your peak,
1: I mean, if that's your ceiling, so, I'd, see, um, I'd see what I'd see what you I'd see what you could get for him at this point. So here's the here's the way I look at it. I don't look I don't personally
0: I think you could get away with him in your flex probably every week. But I don't necessarily look at Cordero Patterson as like my starting running back, one of my starting running backs in fantasy. If I have two backs, I want to have two backs that I think are better running backs than Cordero Patterson. But I like to have and this is assuming you're not in a league where you can play him at receiver. You can make this exact same statement for the other position. Let's say maybe I've got shoot in one league, I've got Eckler and Antonio Gibson. So let's say I'm, I'm in that league and the chargers play the Steelers this year, the Steelers traditionally, and and, and including this year have a pretty good run defense. They have a good front seven. So I'm a little bit nervous about playing Austin Eckler against That Steeler run defense. Cool. I can throw Cordero Patterson in there, who maybe has a better matchup that week. Not the best example, but you know, you have two backs and you're like, "Eh, I don't like this one's matchup this week, but I like Patterson's matchup. That's where he plugs in, or he's sitting in your flex. He's great to have on bye weeks. I think Cordero Patterson has carved himself out a significant chunk of that offense. He's almost like RB two and wide receiver two at the exact same time in Atlanta right now.
1: All right. So a couple other things that I want to mention, Robert Woods, four catches, six targets, 48 yards and one touchdown. And I, when I looked at that today, I thought, you know, that seems like a similar stat line to what he's had all year. And damn, if I was not correct, That is exactly, he's got 25 targets through four games. Those numbers are exactly on his season average. That is what he has been all season through four games. And I think we're starting to get enough of a sample size to see how they're going to use him and what Stafford thinks about Robert Woods. He's somebody else who I think has got name value and I would sell now. Uh, The only difference with those season averages is he's averaging, he's got two touchdowns over four games. So he's averaging half a touchdown a game. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's right at four four catches for 48 yards every game. I would sell Robert Woods because, like I said, that sample size is, is getting to the point where we kind of know what we're getting from him.
0: I list him as a touchdown-reliant wide receiver three.
1: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there. Uh, the other one I want to mention, and and Kobe's going to chime in here, I'm, I'm sure and I'm hoping, Roethlisberger had 40 attempts yet again, 232 yards, one and one. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking – if I'm quarterback needy right now in a super flex league, I wouldn't mind going to get Ben Roethlisberger because I think you're going to get him on the cheap. And I think he's going to be throwing the ball 40 times a game. I don't think there's any way around it. So I think he's somebody that can be had if you need a quarterback and you're contending right now. And I think he's going to give you some, some numbers. I think he's going to, you can put up some stats for you.
0: I'd rather so, have Taylor Heineke.
1: So
2: take it from someone that literally screamed this at the beginning of the season and even has brought in every league that I'm in this year. Um, you're right. He does get 40 attempts. Here's the problem. He's only completing like 20 to 25 of them and they're for five yards a pop and he's not completing touchdowns. The fact of the matter is, is yeah, sure. 40 attempts, but um, at least thirty of them were within ten yards, and including, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, including swing passes on fourth downs and back-to-back weeks to Najee Harris, the la- uh, both of which lost yards. Roethlisberger is the only quarterback in recorded history to lose yardage on a pass attempt on fourth down or on pass completion on fourth down. In NFL history, is that a real
1: stat? Yes, I saw it this morning, and it made That's me cry. Bonkers. Yeah, I'm just thinking you've got opportunity there. That's why I say it. So I knew he threw something 50 plus passes last week. He threw 40 passes this week. He's he's been right around 40 or higher every here's game the thing. this year. I just think you're getting opportunity there. He's got a good receiving core. I I don't I don't think that there's opportunities there though because not
2: not when you're talking about Ben. Because there were two passes to Juju that were inches from his hands. And it's not like Juju's stopping running and, and not yeah. reaching out for these. He's extending out as much as he can to st- and still staying in stride. Juju should have had two touchdowns last week or yesterday. Uh, it's just – there, and there was one – I mean, it was on, like, the five-yard line. He beat the guy on this beautiful yeah. double move. Like, just beautiful
1: double move nobody's anywhere near it. That's that kind of speaks to what I'm saying though. That's the opportunity that, that, that you're getting, he's going to hit those eventually. I, I just, I, just, I uh, ben, Ben's too good of a quarterback to con- keep missing those game after game. And I'm not talking about him being your quarterback one on your team. No. I'm talking about have a mess, you know, a fill in quarterback two or quarterback three. If you've got somebody who's su- uh, suspect and might need to play somebody else here and there based on matchups it, but that's just i just I gonna list
0: is, any quarterback i would rather have obviously you're not gonna be able to get these in um in a dynasty league but you can get them all in a redraft league
1: i'm only and, talking dynasty here
0: Uh well in a redraft standpoint if you're in a redraft super flex i think you can get any of these guys right now and i would rather have any of them over Ben, plain and simple. And I think it perfectly segues into what we want to talk about next, our first-round rookie quarterbacks. They're all now starters, at least currently, barring determining what Garoppolo does. Who do you believe in right now? So obviously we got to start with, you know, first overall quarterback. He's 0-4. Um, Trevor Lawrence, do we, do we think that he's, is, is he looking like a bust? Where, where are we feeling on Trevor Lawrence? Sammy, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not going to label the guy a bust just yet. I think you've got, you got growing pains. He's a, he's a really good quarterback. Um, you got growing pains between him and a college coach making a transition to, the NFL with a, a brand new offense. Um, we'll, we'll get to, to urban at some point during this pod, but I I'm not high on him here in the short term at all. Maybe even shadowing. Year, I'm, not, I'm not high on him, but uh, yeah, the, I, I guess what, what, what's your question? What, so are you asking like right now, would I be willing to go out and get Trevor Lawrence?
0: It's not, or? it's not that it's more like, so at on draft day, you know, we all talked about these quarterbacks that went in the first round. And, you know, we had like our list, you know, like it was like, I like Trevor Lawrence. People didn't like, I'm just going to kind of go off like the, the overall public opinion, right? We like T-Law. We don't like Wilson. We like Lawrence. We don't like, or we like Fields. We don't like Mac Jones. That was kind of the public opinion on each of these quarterbacks from the Twitter analysts out there that don't actually get paid to be analysts. Um, that was the public opinion.
1: So, so my list had Trevor Lawrence as the number two quarterback, and I'm not going to move him from that. I still think in the long term, in a dynasty league, he's going to come good, and I'd still have him as my number two quarterback.
0: So he ain't, he ain't moving from where you thought he was? No, no. Uh, Kobe.
2: Uh, so Trevor Lawrence is kind of moving down that list a little bit so much that he's moving down as much as the others are moving up. I liked Mac Jones as my number one from the beginning. And I think I still keep him there. Um, Trevor Lawrence, it's not, it's not completely his fault. I mean, he's struggling with the speed of the game, but I also think that has to do with uh, Urban Meyer doing his best Adam Gase impression. And and that's kind of where we're at. But you're also talking about the Jaguars that, they will suck for another five years and then all of a sudden make a playoff run, maybe even make it to the AFC championship game, and then they'll suck for another eight years.
0: Yeah, that, that summarizes Jaguar's football. Um I what do you think Quinn. I, I'm lower on Lawrence than I was on draft day. I think it's not that I think that he's gonna be bad, but I think that if I'm ranking these five guys that went in the first round, Lawrence is lower than I originally had him. He actually might be shit. He might be the lowest of the five. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Um, which is really saying something. Cause I, so, I've so seen somebody, stuff from these other guys that I really like, and we'll get into that.
1: So, so put it this way. If somebody offered you Trey Lance straight up for, for Trevor Lawrence, you would take that? in a dynasty Dynasty. league we're talking dynasty yeah
0: yeah in a dynasty league shit yeah i'm with you i'd rather have trey lance than t-law all
1: right next one we got is is zach wilson
0: unless you got
1: anything else on trevor
0: no yeah let's jump into zach uh kobe we'll start with you
2: so zach wilson um He has done okay. I mean, same thing with the Jets as with the Jaguars. They're going to suck for a very long time. They've always sucked, um, at least for as long as I've been alive. Then they'll magically beat Brady or beat the Patriots, and that's about their Super Bowl. Um, I'm pretty high on Zach Wilson, even though he threw four picks against the Patriots, but I know that was against Belichick. It's like you don't want to ignore – uh, um, you know, four interceptions. But at the same time, if you're going to throw four interceptions, do it against Belichick of all people. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's kind of exactly what I expected of him, to have those growing pains. I hope he kind of, you know, figures it out and gets out of them, But, you know, ultimately we'll see. Um, he didn't really – I don't think he threw any picks against the Titans. Yeah, so that's did. a good start. One. One. He threw one. Yep, he did. Okay. Well, one's better than four, so continuous improvement, right? That's true. He what
0: also looked really fucking good against the Titans. He made some throws in that game that dropped my jaw the big one was that one in overtime to keelan cole where cole was coming across he was on the right side of the field came across the field and he dropped a fucking ball right into the bucket on the sideline like 35 yards downfield that throw was gorgeous and he made a few more of those throughout that game and he's made some of those in these other games too he has shown me flashes that He can be a really damn good quarterback. And in my opinion, I think it's going to come down to getting the team around him to help him succeed. Because the Jets are still bad. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. That team is still bad. But I think you put the right pieces around him and Zach Wilson could actually flourish in the NFL.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm what you just said. The last thing is why I'm still not as high on him. So let me give you his, his numbers so far this year. He's completing 57% of his passes for 925 yards, four touchdowns, eight picks. You know, that's, that's not good. And four of those picks were obviously in one game. Okay. So even if we take that one game out of there, he's averaging more than one pick a game for the other three. Um, yeah. Some of those throws that he made were, were pretty incredible. Uh, well, <laughs> it, they, it was, it was impressive, but he doesn't have the, the, team around him in terms of skill position players that even a Trevor Lawrence has. So that's why I'm lower on him. I think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback, first of all. And I think Zach Wilson doesn't have as good of a a, a team. So I'm still sticking by what I said. I'm not high on Zach. I still um, he's moved up a little bit and it's closer, but I still have him as, as last in that five. But and one thing I will say about the, the jets while they
2: don't have a lot of skill positions behind him or in front or around him, they have put a lot of draft capital into linemen. You know, they got Vera Tucker in this last draft. They got uh, a, in, in the, in the draft before. So that, that's one thing that that's how you build for success in the future. So they have put into place the couple of, uh, uh linemen they need like to start building for the future. Now in this next draft maybe there's another first-round lineman, maybe you go after you know a wide receiver. I'm not really watching a lot of college ball so I don't know who there's there.
0: this is a deep wide receiver class coming up this year and I would actually like to see the Jets look receiver here.
1: Yeah, hey, so hey, let, let me double down on your point for you Kobe with stats. So in the first 3 games of the season, he was sacked 5 times a game. He's only sacked once against Tennessee. So that's the difference. And that's a difference. Any quarterback, I'll tell you, you can keep them clean, give them some time. They should be able to do something. So five sacks a game, one against the Titans. And he has by far the best game of the season. If that O-line can start clicking, maybe it's a different And Mackay
0: has been out too. That's also something to note with the Jets. Their the franchise tackle has not been playing due to injury. He did not play against Tennessee either, but if he comes back and is healthy, that's a huge piece to that offensive line coming back on the field.
2: Damn. Mike just, Mike Williams just bullied 20. Sounds about right. It
1: does. That's what he does.
2: Just bullied him.
1: But anyway, uh,
2: who's next Quinn next up. We got Trey Lance. He has not technically
0: started a game yet. He's zero and zero as a starter. He will be starting in week five with Garoppolo out for, I think he said at a, I think it's said at a minimum three weeks. So we're going to see some Trey Lance starting. Um, we see, we've seen a half of football from him. Is that enough to, I, for me? I don't think it's really enough to judge him yet. I I'm kind of withholding judgment personally. I want to see him actually play a full game. But I want to see where you guys stand on him. Uh, Sammy, we'll start
1: with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm higher on him than I was going into the season. Uh, so, so in this half that he played, 9 of 18, 157, two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, it's pretty solid, only 50% completion, but he's pushing the ball downfield. He had on 157 yards. Um, he's also got the legs in there, seven carries for 41 yards. I think I'm a little bit higher on him than I was before. I had initially... Mac Jones as is, is three and Trey Lance is four. I think they're real close and I w- wouldn't have an issue bumping Trey Lance above Mac Jones at this point. Kobe.
2: Kobe? Um, I'm right with you. Um, we all know what, uh, the stats you normally see from a quarterback that's like, all right, Hey, it's the second half, The uh, starting quarterbacks injured. Oh, I know we gave you like no preparation for this, but go in and succeed, you know, and he went and threw two touchdowns. And, and a lot of those incompletions he had to your point on the 50% completion percentage was him pushing the ball down the field. And the objective wasn't always to complete the pass. The objective was to open up room for the run, which we all know Kyle Shanahan is married to. So, I mean, not that you didn't want to complete the pass, but it wasn't the only goal of those deep passes, and that's what you saw a lot of was uh, run, 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 push it down the field. All right, great, we got it. Oh, no, we didn't get it, whatever. Um, And also he had, what, 40-some rushing yards and a two-point – he ran a two-point conversion. Like, looking good. I'm excited to see him start. Uh, I don't know who the 49ers play next week, but I'm I'm excited for it. I I think I put him – I think my one-two is probably Mac Jones, uh, then Trey Lance. Um, Still haven't seen enough from uh, the other three to put him – plays the Cardinals. Oh, Well, if that's the case, he's going to go 0 for 70 (laughs) for negative 200 yards um, because the Cardinals might very well damn be the best team in the NFC. What are your thoughts, Quinn? Yeah. Um,
0: oh, my God. That was a great play. Um, go,
2: go, go. Go, go. Is it Barham?
0: No, it's Steven Anderson. tight in three. 34 yards. Um, yeah, so when it comes to me with, uh, with Lance, his situation actually kind of reminds me of, like, the Herbert situation. Le- to less of an extreme, I think because at least like Lance was, you know, they were almost running like a two QB system. Like Lance was still getting reps in San Francisco where, you know, Herbert just got thrown in three seconds before kickoff. It's like, you're starting. Oh, okay. Our other quarterback can't breathe. Um, But, you know, kind of that same thing. You're not expecting to be asked to go in there and all of a sudden you're just the guy for an entire half of football. So for him to come in there and play a half of football completely unexpectedly like that, and I mean, nine of eighteen. Obviously, you want to see a higher completion percentage. But that's okay. I mean, he threw 150 yards. You're averaging 10 yards. Uh, no. I mean, nine in attempts. Yeah, you're averaging a good amount of yards in attempt. That it's out of the Gabbert zone, so I'm content with it. Um, and you threw two touchdowns. And then you have what would you say, Sammy? Another 40 on the ground. 41. Yeah. Yeah. So he damn near had 200 yards of offense and a half a football that's all you can ask for. Now you give him a week of prep with the starters. I think that he is really freaking good. And I actually have him as my favorite quarterback of all these first rounders right now.
1: So is he going to keep the job when Jimmy G comes back? That's the question that's going to linger over, over his head. I
0: think I'm going to keep comparing it to the Herbert situation. It was Anthony Lynn kept saying, Herbert's not going to touch down Jared Cook. Um, Herbert kept saying, uh, you know, or, God damn. Lynn kept saying, Herbert's not the guy. Herbert's not the guy. When Tyrod comes back, Tyrod's taking back the starting job. And Herbert just kept fucking putting up numbers. And finally it was like, okay, we got to give the job to Herbert. I think Lance is going to do the same thing. He's got at least three games to prove it. I think he can. I think this first game here against Arizona might be a little rough, but I think he can, if, if Trey Lance can compete with Arizona, I'm not saying win, but compete. I think that to me alone wins him the job.
2: Here's what I think. I think this game doesn't, doesn't count for Trey Lance's opportunity. I think Trey Lance, just like Jimmy Garoppolo would, just like Matthew Stafford did just like Ryan Tannehill did struggle against that defense that pass rush is next level i think he has the the athletic ability to get away from them and maybe get some rushing yards maybe make a few things happen down the field but ultimately i don't think it's about this game after the cardinals game they're going into a bye week so that's now two weeks into garoppolo injury then who do they play next week i'm pulling that up right now That's going to be the game that, that matters. It's going to be the Colts. So what does he do against Indianapolis three weeks from now? If he goes out and competes in that game and wins that game and leads this team to victory, it's going to be hard to put Jimmy Garoppolo back in. Um, Especially given the fact that uh, y'all kind of are what 500 with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do from there. But I don't think the Cardinals game is going to count because they're going to beat the hell out of them.
0: Yeah, I, see, I don't know that they're going to beat the hell out of them. I think Sam Fran can still compete. I think Arizona's going to win, but I think they'll still compete. But we'll get into that later. Um, next guy we got here, Justin Fields. He's 1-1, one one. first loss off sabotage, second game, you know, Oh, sabotage. sabotage. I, I, the Beastie Boys were playing the entire game. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> Sammy, what are you thinking on Fields?
1: Yeah, I still like Fields. I like his numbers this, this week. 11 of 17, 209. Average 12.3 yards. Uh, an attempt. That's not shabby at all. He's pushing the ball downfield. That first kind of spot start, like we were talking about when he came in for Andy Dalton last week. They kept it real conservative. And everything was underneath this week. You saw him push it down the field a little bit. He had one pick, no touchdowns. So that hurts you a little bit, but you can at least see that they're opening up the offense a little bit for him. He still got legs uh, as good. I think as, as Trey Lance, he didn't really do anything on the ground this week. I still like Justin Fields, man. I think he is a really, really good quarterback. Uh, Yeah. I've, I still got him as one. And I think the longer you see him starting, the, the better you're going to see him perform. I'm really high on Justin Fields, and this week just kind of helped me solidify that. Kobe. Yeah. Or Quinn.
0: I was going to say, I'll, I'll take this one next. Um, you know, I, I like Justin Fields. Um, actually, I, I really like Justin Fields. I have him as my second cute. Q- it's funny. Um, actually, I'll, I'll just run you through my list right now. I got Lance one, Fields two, Mac Jones three, then Zach Wilson, then Trevor Lawrence. That's my five right now in that order. In That's Dynasty? Where I have them. Yeah. I really like Justin Fields. I think the best thing that can happen for his career, there's a reason I picked him up in our Dynasty League. Because I think it's just a matter of time until Matt Nagy gets launched into the sun and when that happens, Justin Fields' career is going to explode. Um, all it takes is one trebuchet. So
2: let's We're make trebuchet. it happen. Kobe. We actually made trebuchets in a
1: high school physics class. And hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a catapult for those of you out there. It is, yeah, not, there the Man, it is not the same the fucking fucking not. thing. Absolutely the fuck not. It's basically not the same. The same. Not basically. It's ba- not basically even close to the same thing. Say. Look. We might have some non-learned people here who don't know the difference. I know the difference. Just call it a catapult and be I won't call it
0: a catapult because I don't want to use a catapult. I want to use a trebuchet. Fine. It's (laughs) fucking.
2: trebuchet. Anyway, (laughs) Anyway, if you're
0: not a learned person and you don't know the difference, welcome to Google. It's really helpful. You're already on the internet listening to this. So, you know, make a Google search. Learn something today. Go feel
1: smart to your coworkers. I want to see them try to spell it. That'd be the best.
0: Oh yeah. That's yeah. Actually, there's you know a what? random no. C in here's there, what I'll luck. do. Here's what I'll do. If you're listening to this right now and you just saw a random word at the end of our description and you were like, what the fuck? That random word was trebuchet. Just copy and paste it into your Google tab. There you go.
2: Yep. Just look up your budgets, baby.
0: I'm legit going <laughs> to like, I'm going to have like our normal description for the episode and then I'm going to put a period and a space and then trebuchet. Just copy and
2: paste. There you go. You're welcome boys. Um, and Germans and females. What the one the the one German, right, Gwen? There is also, for the record,
0: unless you're lo- using a VPN, in which case I'm a little bit hurt by this. There is both a person from Australia and a person from Germany that listen to this podcast. I am genuinely curious to know who you are and how you found us. Please reach out to one of us on
1: Twitter at Samuel underscore Gordon. I'd love to talk to you about some things, especially the Aussie. We can talk some some AFL. But a hey, German dude, uh, uh,
2: please speak English. Otherwise, I won't be able to say much to you. I can
1: use Google
0: Translate. I can't promise it'll be pretty, <laughs> but damn it, I'll figure it out.
1: Here's what I'm hoping: the German guy doesn't speak English, but he listens to our pod. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's
0: no way the German guy doesn't speak English, right? Like he listens to us.
1: I'm I'm willing to bet it's probably a service serviceman, if anything, in Germany.
0: Ramstein yeah, Air I feel like it's my guess. I feel like there's either that or it's a vpn that's my number one thought is i think it's a vpn could be but yeah um so next yeah. guy up here the last quarterback taken in round one mac jones who's more or less running the same damn offense brady ran and it doesn't look bad sammy
1: yeah, that's the thing it doesn't look bad um it doesn't look great either but Again, I kind of go back to, to that opportunity discussion that I had earlier. He's getting opportunities. He's throwing the ball around. They have absolutely zero running game. I mean, he threw the ball 40 times, had 31 completions last week, completed 19 in a row at one point, but only had 275 yards, two touches, one pick. Um, yeah, man, I, I I like Mac Jones. I, I think that he would be a good buy. I thought he was one of the better quarterbacks coming out of these five. And I still feel that way. So I'm high on Mac Jones. Uh, I think he just could get more and more comfortable. He's a prototypical pro style quarterback. That's what, uh, that's what Belichick wants to use there in, in New England. So, yeah, uh, I, I like Mac Jones. Kobe? Mac
2: Jones has all of the athletic opportunity to be exactly like Brady. I don't know that he'll bring in six Super Bowls for the franchise albeit nobody thought Brady would either. But at the end. Of the day, I, I think they're going to be incredibly successful once he gets all the way full steam. Keep in mind, as good as Brady was, even from jump, Brady wasn't the goat in his first couple of seasons. He developed into that, and it was the work he put in in the offseason and, and off the field that got him to where he was. So I think Mac Jones is doing everything he can on an on a offense that maybe they don't they don't have uh, a lot of great weapons there you know um, Jacoby Myers is becoming is, is, is developing into that but I, I think you let this develop you let them get more comfortable in that I don't think they're gonna do much this season but two or three seasons down the road
1: Mac Jones is the dude yeah man think about if they had a ruddy game last night. They, they ran the ball yeah. eight times for minus one yard. Yeah, so I think some ed- of
0: that comes in with James White being done for, done for the year.
1: Well, I mean, that's – but he caught the ball primarily. I mean, so, sure, but still, that's your RB1 out for the year.
2: I mean, so look, the, the, the Patriots go get an offensive lineman and a running back in the draft next year in free agency. And now they have a running there's game. There's
0: a few by- running backs I like in this upcoming draft. I like C.J. Verdell for one. Put it out there. I'll put it out there right now. Book it. I like CJ Verdell.
2: What about uh, Letty Brown? Is he going to be in this draft, do you think, this year? No. You think that we get him for another year?
0: Uh, I think so. Fuck yeah. And there's a reason behind that. I think he's going to stay at West Virginia for another year because of how loaded this running back class is. I think there's more opportunity for him to come out the next year. But we'll get into that closer to draft day. But that, for the record, New England Patriots, C.J. Verdell, I love the fit. We'll just leave it at that. Um, I like Mac Jones a lot. There's a reason I have him. Uh, I mean, I have him above Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Sure, I have him below, you know, some other guys, but that's all right. You know, it's not that I'm saying he's bad. I actually think he's really good. I think he – I I even said on draft day, I thought he was the perfect replacement for Tom Brady in new England, because in a lot of ways, he reminds me of Tom Brady. And if you looked at the way he ran the Belichick offense on Sunday night football, it almost felt like you just copy and paste a number 12 on his Jersey and post the gameplay. And people like, yeah, that's Tom. So the thing is, There's a reason that people called Tom Brady a system quarterback for years is because that's a really easy system to run. Tom Brady just ran it so incredibly well that it made it impossible to stop. And that was the difference. Mac Jones is still taking advantage of that system and it makes it, it makes Mac Jones look better in my opinion than he might actually be. Or Mac Jones is just like Brady and right now he's learning the system and once he has it, down pat he's going to make it even better just like brady did so
2: here's, here's the i think the season. real
0: question is is what's mac jones doing two years from now and I that, that really is like what i'm seeing right now i like any quarterback starting in new england because of belichick except for cam newton fuck cam newton don't believe he'll it, ever have um here's the cam, final
1: even, thing. Cam, even cam newton was an okay quarterback in new england and he had they had changed the offense for him
0: yeah, yeah. but that's the thing they had to change the offense for him that's yeah. why they got that's why he got cut I stand by that. That's why he got cut. Belichick wants to run the Brady offense. You'll never change your on mind on that. Belichick offense. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the Brady offense because it was determined. Josh, it Josh was determined McKinney. on Sunday Night Football that it's the Brady offense because Brady beat Belichick. Done.
2: <laughs> um, here's one thing I will say. The last thing I want to say about Mac Jones. Mac Jones uh, hasn't looked perfect all year. But he's looked all right. Whenever it was pouring the rain last night, he looked just the like the exact same quarterback as when it was dry out. That that makes me uh, hopeful for him because you know he's obviously gonna if he's not gonna be affected by the weather like that. The rain's a big a big uh, downer for a lot of quarterbacks. It affected Brady. It did. And it seemingly didn't affect Jones near as badly. I think that's
0: going to wrap us up here. So it is time to jump into our game picks and X-Factors for the week. That will bring us into our weekly segment of Shots Fired. <myTH1> So this week's shots fired as always we have game picks and we have x factors we're going to go over our current records i know we couldn't go over last week's records on pod we had some technical issues kind of threw all of that off uh um, yeah
1: that was my that was my fault not kobe's i know we finished up with just me and quinn i want to i want to take credit for that that was my fault
0: so last week on picks i will go over it real quick sammy went 11 and four i went Thir- or sorry. Uh, yeah, Sammy went 11 and five. I went 13 and three and Kobe went 11 and five on the week last week. This week currently Sammy is 10 and five. I am 12 and three and Kobe is nine and six. We all have the chargers who are currently up 21, nothing at the half. So assuming that result carries on, you can make that 11 and five, 13 and three and 10 and six on the week. Uh, overall, for the season, that makes all of our records with Sammy at 42 and 21. Myself tied with Sammy at 42 and 21. And then Kobe dragging up the rear at 37 and 26. But, hey, it's still... way to rub it in, bear, it, it uh, Do better. Um, it's still a very positive <laughs> record, even still. I mean, he's still plus 11. Um, all I'm saying is your boy, your boy's been carrying... You know, been been killing the game here, thirteen and three. Assuming the Chargers hold out, which it's twenty-one nothing in half. If there's one thing I know about Chargers football, we're going to lose. Um, but assuming that carries out, thirteen and three back-to-back weeks—that's pretty damn good. Um, so it's kind of it's time to delve into week five here. With we'll start up with Thursday night football, and I think, in my opinion, outside of like week one where they always give us a great Thursday night game. This is my favorite Thursday night game we've had since then. And actually, I prefer it over that game. Um, The Rams going to Seattle to play the Seahawks on Thursday night football. Kobe,
2: who you got? So Seattle is a very hard stadium to play in. They're coming off a win. They have some momentum. The Rams are coming off a loss. So I'm kind of torn, you know, is this the, the Rams are vulnerable game. Maybe they drop a couple in a row or do they bounce back you know, into that, uh, you know, and, and beat the the Seahawks, you know, and I'm kind of teetering on that. I think ultimately I'm leaning towards the, the Rams bouncing back uh, Cooper cup for the first time this season, didn't have a million yards on 25 receptions and, 18 touchdowns. Um, so I think he's the X factor, you know, what's he going to do this week? He didn't have some huge game, you know, are, are we going to expect more of week four Cooper cup or more of uh, weeks one through three. So I want to take Rams and it's going to be Cooper cup deciding. What do you think, Sammy? Yeah, I'm going to go with
1: Seattle. I think it was, very interesting to see the way Arizona beat the Rams this week. They had 30 rushing attempts, which is very abnormal for them. Edmonds had 12, Connor had 18. I think that Seattle is more designed to run the ball between Alex Collins and Chris Carson. So that, that Seattle running game is going to be my X factor. And I think you might have seen a recipe to beat them. Uh, Seattle did that last week. They uh, they only had 149 yards passed passing more reliant on the game than they have been in the past 28 rushes as a team i think that running game is uh what's going to make the difference so i'm going to go seattle quinn
0: yeah i'm going to take the rams here i think they bounce back as as much shit as i've talked about matt stafford in you know the last year he looks good in la um and i think he's going to keep feeding cooper cup i think this game was more great great scheming from the last game was more great scheming from Arizona than anything else. I think the Rams bounce back and win this one. Next matchup we got here. um, The toilet bowl heads to London. They ship the toilet overseas. Uh, the Falcons and the jets at in, at the Tottenham stadium, which gorgeous whoa, 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 gor- whoa. Tottenham. Yeah. Tot-num. 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 Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. Don't care. Sure. Whatever fucking, it, it's not Manchester United, don't care. Um, first. You're welcome. <laughs> at the at end you, of the day. Look at, look, at,
1: look at you, Kobe. I like it.
0: At the end of so, the day. Little soccer talk. All I know is Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't play there every day. So
2: who cares? Um, Nobody owns that stadium just like he does the rest of the Barclays Premier League. But that's Damn fucking a- right. All right. But speaking of teams that won't own that
0: stadium, because why are these two teams, the ones that we're docketing to play here
2: oh, you know and, the oh, and the jets
0: actually 20. on second thought? Yeah, we know why. Um, <laughs> Cause we're all going to wake up at halftime and be like, Oh yeah, this is happening today. Who cares? And go back to sleep. Um, not the point who's going to win the toilet bowl of the week. And what's your X factor, Kobe?
2: Um, this may be the very first game in NFL history to have negative points. Uh, I'll say the jets and that's only because the jets have proven they can beat a team. Um, I think Zach Wilson is going to continue to grow. I think the Falcons is the perfect defense for a rookie quarterback to get that easy win and kind of get that momentum, you know, builder. Zach Wilson uh, is, is my X factor. Can he connect with his receivers? Can he, can he stay clean? Um, and can he avoid the interceptions? Cause as we talked about earlier in the pod, averaging more than a pick a game. Um, Let's see what he can do with that. Don't throw picks, throw completions. Zach Wilson, Jets.
1: Sammy. I'm going to go Atlanta. I think the X factor is going to be the quarterback play. I think Matt Ryan is a much better, more seasoned quarterback. That's obvious, you know, just, just from his longevity. Uh, But I think he's a better quarterback. And I think we saw an aberration from the Jets. I will never pick New York Jets to win two games in a row until they start proving me wrong. And I don't think this is the week it's going to happen. So Matt Ryan is my X factor. I think he carves up that jets defense a little bit. And I think the Falcons win pretty easily. Quinn.
0: Yeah, I, am going to go ahead and take the jets here. I think they will prove you wrong. I think they will win back-to-back games. Um, I think Zach Wilson's finally starting to settle in, in the NFL and, this is the week that he proves that last week wasn't a fluke. Um, I think it'll be a fairly close game. If you're in London and you want to go, uh, our German fan, um, if, you, if you're listening, uh, it's $388. I don't know where that translates to in Euros, but there it is. Um, but so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to take the Jets here. I think it will be a really good game, though. I think it'll be close. Um, both teams suck. So it should be close because it's equal shit. Um, next game we got here, the Packers traveling to Cincinnati, and what I think could be a bit of a surprise game here. Um, but we'll see where y'all are thinking, Sammy.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Green Bay. I think they're on a roll. Uh, I like Aaron Rodgers where his head's at. Uh, I listen to the Pat McAfee show pretty regularly, and they have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. And he, he admitted, hey, we didn't play our best game against uh, against New Orleans week one. But you know what? Let's get that out of our system. And let's move forward. And that Packers team has looked pretty good ever since. Uh, I think when you look at just the overall rosters and who you would rather have on each side, I think it's pretty obvious it's Green Bay. So I'm going to go that route. And I think my X factor is going to have to be the uh, – it's gonna to have to be the quarterback play yet again. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just too good, and when he's on point, he's on point, man. I mean, that guy is, he's incredible. So I'm gonna go Green Bay, and I think they win it by two scores. Kobe, um, I'm
2: I'm with Sammy. It's Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, someone that I didn't see a lot of in the uh, in the Steelers game was it was Aaron Jones. Yeah, he had a. He was quietly effective right on the run game, but he was didn't really have those big plays. So I, I think Aaron Jones, um, him getting those big plays and getting uh, past the second level and, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, getting in the end zone a couple times um, is definitely going to be you know something to watch for. Especially that little pocket, so you don't want in his jersey now. So you no know, no worry about losing his dad's ashes. Um, so I, I'm saying Aaron Jones getting uh, in the end zone. Uh, will help Green Bay win. Yeah, I'm.
0: Yeah. I'm taking Green Bay as well, but I'm also going to say don't sleep on the Bengals. I think, I, I think Green Bay is going to win, but I think the Bengals are going to play them a lot closer than anyone expects. So this this will be a game where Cincinnati proves that they belong in like that top tier team conversation, but they're not going to win it. Next game we got here, the Lions traveling to Minnesota taking on the Vikings. You want to go? It's a good cheap game, twenty-eight bucks to get in. Uh, Sammy, who you got here?
1: I'm gonna go Vikings, but I think this game is close, and I think the difference is the wide receivers for Minnesota. I think Adam Thielen and uh, and Jefferson can find some some space. I think they can make some plays. Uh, you know, it's not like the Cleveland Browns offense right now it's a it's a little bit more high flying more dynamic dalvin cook in the backfield; those two wide receivers are good i think the vikings are going to win but i could see detroit keeping it close yet again like they did against baltimore um yeah i think this will actually be a pretty interesting game to watch but i'll go minnesota kobe i don't like either team um both
2: have a decent offense the defense is kind of streaky on both sides uh, ultimately, the offense I would rather have uh, would be um, the Vikings, and, and I think it all comes down to, to running back play. Uh, I'm just, I'm picking the Vikings. I think it's going to come down to running back play. It's going to be Swift versus Cook. Who's going to be more dynamic? And, and I I think it's going to be Dalvin Cook, and because of that, that's why I'm taking the Vikings. What do you think, Quinn? Yeah, I got the Vikings here too.
0: Um, I, I just don't fully believe in the Lions. I think Meet Lions fans. That's exactly. We can, you can talk to Berkey about that all day. Um, so it, it, it's in Minnesota. The Vikings are the better team. It's the Vikings. Done deal.
1: Yeah, I got, I got one stat that I thought was really interesting from, the, from Detroit this last week. Go so for you it. mentioned, you mentioned Swift and, and I agree with you. I think Swift is the lead back there. I thought it was really interesting. He only had eight carries, and Jamal Williams had fourteen last week. Was there something I missed? Did Swift get hurt at some point during the game?
0: No, Anthony Anthony Lynn is their offensive coordinator. So, good luck figuring out what the fuck's going on there. Welcome to Chargers football for the last three years. Have fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, next game we got here in Heinz Field, the three and one Broncos traveling to Pittsburgh and trying to prove that their 3 and 1 isn't fluky uh Kobe is it
2: it is the Broncos got very exposed the very first time that they had to play a team that actually plays defense let them go against the Steelers defense that would be ranked even higher if their offense actually helped them at all this game is going to be the lowest scoring game of the week it might be something like 13 to 10 um I'm going to take the Steelers, and I think it's because they get all over uh, Teddy Bridgewater. It's going to be that front four that's been dominating pretty much all season um, despite the losing record. Um, it's not the defense's fault. They're going to have Teddy Bridgewater very, very dirty. You have uh, probably sack him three, four times in Heinz Field. Uh, Steelers getting all over Teddy Bridgewater. so
1: Go now. Go ahead with what you're gonna say.
0: Yeah. Um. There's no guarantee that Teddy plays. Yeah. He was hurt in the last game. Um. Drew Locke finished that game for the Broncos. Um, well, come so, then they 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 get Drew Locke very dirty. They're gonna sack him four times. So here's what I'm gonna say, and I'm a I'm gonna do my good old my good old weekly caveat pick. If Teddy Bridgewater plays, the Broncos win. If Drew Locke plays, the Steelers win. That's my take on it. The X factor for me is which quarterback plays for Denver. I don't think Drew Locke has it. I think Teddy does right now, period. End of story. Sammy.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I think the X factor is going to be Ben Roethlisberger. I think Ben can kind of carve up this defense a little bit. Uh, nothing nothing really more needs to be said. Uh, I think Pittsburgh wins. I don't think Denver's good. They were they were 3-0 and against Teams that were combined oh, nine. 0 and nine uh, going into last week, so I don't think they were good. I think they just were a product of the schedule that they played against. So For, fun Pittsburgh, fact, Pittsburgh, they Pittsburgh were.
0: Um, yeah the the Broncos were three and zero against the thirty second ranked strength of schedule
2: in the NFL. Just wanted to throw that out there.
1: And they should have been. So they, so they should have been. Right?
2: No one else. No one else played three zero and three teams. Yeah, they were.
0: They, they had played the 32nd ranked strength of schedule at three
1: weeks. So they should I do, be. I, I do like drew lock better than, than I like Teddy Bridgewater from a fantasy perspective. I think you're going to see more output from the wide receivers. I'll throw that out there.
0: Yeah, but I'm a Noah fan owner. Give me Teddy. Um, thanks Kobe, by the way, next game we got here. As, as I'm kind of looking at these games, we're not going to disagree very often. I feel like as I look at this one, um, the Dolphins are going to Tampa. Uh, both teams are still in Florida. Let's let's get on with this one, Sammy. I'm
1: gonna go Tampa Bay, and I think the X factor is the defensive backfield from the uh, from Tampa Bay. You know, they brought in Richard Sherman; he had to start immediately. They had another injury to Carlton Davis, their third cornerback. Do they have the guys on the outside defensively that can actually cover anybody? But you're going against Jacoby Brissett, who hasn't lit the world on fire since he's come in. So I think it's pretty obvious it's going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, I'd be shocked if, if they didn't win this game. Kobe. Kobe. I, I almost
0: want to take Miami because... Please do. You're already in last. Let's, let's, let's keep it going. <laughs> I,
2: I almost want to take Miami because of how favored uh, the Bucs are. But no, it's the Bucks. And it's just that offense is going to mow through the Miami defense. So it, it, I, I know it's the Bucks, but it's almost tempting just to just, – I wonder what the odds for, for the for, uh, Miami money line is right now. In fact, I'm going to look that up. Walk wins talking. Yeah, um, it's
0: Tampa. Even though Miami looks better the second that Tua stopped playing football, um it's still it's still tampa here i don't think it's competitive um i i think this is just plain and simple the bucks are better
2: so the line is plus 10 yep and uh the, i'm uh, still money slamming 200
1: tampa. money lines 200 i'll bet
2: nope uh plus 375 wow minus minus 510 for the bucks
0: Imagine being the Dolphins and getting treated like a college team playing against a Power 5 team for the first time in three years. Couldn't be me. Um, yeah. Welcome welcome to Miami. Uh, Will Smith has a whole song about that. I so, like it. <laughs> next matchup we got here, New Orleans traveling to play the team with no name in FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland.
2: Uh, Kobe, who you got here? Um, I'm going Washington football team. I think the X-Factor is the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's Taylor Heineke. Can, can Taylor Heineke replicate his 290-yard, three-touchdown performance? Um, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't believe in either quarterback in New Orleans. And, and Taylor Heineke is actually giving me something, something uh, interesting to look at. So I'm going Washington, and also they have one of the best front sevens in the National Football League, and, and they're fun to watch. Uh, Sammy, what do you think?
1: I'm gonna go New Orleans. I think that front seven hasn't been as good as what we've seen in the in the you know what we expected coming into the season. They've really underperformed. So I'm not worried about them. I'm going to new Orleans. I think the X factor is going to be Jameis. Can Jameis be efficient with the football? Doesn't have to make big plays. They've got enough around him to, uh, to make plays for him. Uh, doesn't need to push the ball downfield, make stupid decisions and just keep it tight. Uh, so X factor, Jameis Winston, and I think new Orleans gets another win on the road. Quinn.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take Washington here. Um, I like, at the end of the day for me it's quarterback play i think Heineke's better than
2: winston so hey sammy you forgot one key factor florida
1: state Wait. got a win this week holy shit yes i was gonna throw that in there and i decided not to because i didn't know how my time was gonna go but yes florida state got a win so we'll go with Jameis. that's not that's not what i was gonna say i was gonna say oh. don't travel lasik don't travel all right there enough. know <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, next matchup we got here. We got a Panthers team that I think looks pretty good, and I think an Eagles team that can compete with anybody in the league. So I I think this is a really interesting matchup to me in the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, Kobe, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Panthers, and the X Factor is the best running back in the game. No, it's not Christian McCaffrey. Who is it, you might ask? Chuba Hubbard. Sam Darnold. It's Sam Darnold, five touchdowns, right? five rushing touchdowns and leads. The league has more than like everybody. Um, And uh, so, yeah, that's my X factor is can Sam Darnold continue on uh, the, the, the absolute hype train that he's been on the post Adam Gase, Sam Darnold is one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year. I think Um, let's not talk about the loss to the Cowboys. Uh, Ultimately, they came out in that third quarter and hey, just they competed donkey stomped everyone. The Panthers competed in that game though. They really did. It was just the third quarter that, that wasn't great. Sammy, what do you think?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I think the X factor is actually going to be Jalen hurts. The only chance they have to win is for him to put up a stat line. Like he did this week with that 387 we talked about and you know, ridiculous yards on the ground. Uh, that would be their only chance. I think Carolina's is really, really good. And I want to, I want to mention Sam Darnold because I have been high on him since he was at the jets. I think that guy is a really, really good quarterback. And I feel like there's some vindication here because people have been hating on me for that. Yeah, Sammy, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm right with you. Um, I, I like Sam Darnold. I thought he needed to get away from Adam Gase. Um, and he's done that, and he's been successful, much like every other quarterback that's ever been involved with Adam Gase. Um, and I, I don't think that slows down here. I think the Panthers are going to go to four and one after this week. And I, it's, I think Carolina might be a playoff team. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think they're good enough to be a playoff team this year, um, especially in a very top-heavy NFC. And I think they're going to kind of establish that more going to four and one this week.
1: One thing I want to mention about Adam Gase. You can't say every quarterback he's ever dealt with because I think he was Peyton Manning's quarterback coach at Indy. I think that's how he made his name. So, is that Adam Gase or is that Peyton Manning and him just falling on his his coattails?
0: Well, I can promise you knowing Adam Gase that it had nothing to do with him. Um, Agreed. Next matchup we got here, we got the Finger Gun Master led... (laughs) jacksonville jaguars and the tennessee titans (laughs) playing in jacksonville
1: (laughs) sammy who you got yeah man uh you can't go with the jaguars there's too much drama going around that team and we'll get to that in a little bit Uh, i'm going tennessee they lost a ridiculous game against the jets put me out of my uh my survivor pool that was worth about 250 grand so uh pretty salty with them right now but they're, they're uh, Julio not being, and A.J. Brown out. It's, yeah, I, can't I, I get it. I get it. I still, they still should have beat the Jets. But uh, I'm going to go Tennessee, and the X Factor is going to be give the ball to, to to Derrick Henry. Just let him pound it and, and let him do his thing. Kobe. I'm going to go
2: Jacksonville on this one. And He's and the reason I'm going to do that is because the Titans play down to their competition. It, it is something that it, it has become an absolute issue. And I know they were without Julio and without uh, AJ Brown, but they went away from the run game. The one good thing they had going for them. I think they're going to play down to competition again. And I think they're going to let it be close. And I think Trevor Lawrence is, I'm going to get his professional win as a professional quarterback. So I'm going to go Jacksonville. I know that's unpopular. I'm sticking with it. Let's go Jags. Hey,
1: Derek Henry had 33 carries in that game.
2: And the
0: man had 40 touches. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Kobe's going to make his point And then I'm going to look at our records between me and Sammy and Kobe and agree with Sammy. So, uh, Tennessee. I like your take. Yeah, that's your take? take.
2: Kobe sucks. Th- Sammy's good.
0: <laughs> I mean, one person's in third. Two people are tied for first. Enough said. Um, next matchup we got here: Davis Mills taking on Belichick in Houston.
2: Um, Kobe, who you got? Um, Patriots, obviously. Um. And the X factor is that um, Belichick could put any 22 guys out there and (laughs) the Texans would still lose. Like, you and I could literally play an offensive line, Sammy, and and Quinn would be slot receiver. And I think the Texans would lose this game. What do you think,
1: Sammy? I'm going to go with with New England. And uh, the X factor has to be – that defense from new England I think you see the same type of stat line that you saw from Zach Wilson when he played against the Patriots I don't think he's anywhere close to the quarter Davis Mills is anywhere close to the quarterback that Davis Mills is so uh, yeah I think you see an ugly ugly line from Davis Mills and the uh, the Houston Texans and that defense just kind of crushes them I wouldn't be surprised if they got shut out yet again
0: yeah I'm, I'm right with you Sammy Zach Wilson's better than Davis Mills and Zach Wilson threw four picks against the Belichick scheme. And so, I think we're gonna see more of the same.
2: So hold on. You're calling for eight straight quarters of not a single point from Houston?
1: I said Talk I wouldn't to... be so su- I wouldn't be surprised. And sure, why the hell not? It's hope by happy hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm calling for. Let's do it. Eight
2: quarters of zero points from Houston. If you're a Houston Texans fan and you listen to this podcast,
0: we're all sorry that Bill O'Brien happened.
1: You know the, the biggest mistake. Bill O'Brien wasn't a bad coach, but him as a GM, what no, the hell? Was that I've, guy I've doing? never
0: seen a I've never seen an NFL franchise go from playoff contender to dog shit so fast in my entire life.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. It's crazy. Clearly not a Steelers fan.
0: <laughs> no, because this is a thing that everybody saw coming outside of the Steelers fandom. Anyone that wasn't biased knew this was coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did,
2: Kobe. <laughs> yeah,
0: deal with that. Move on. Um, next matchup we got here. This one legitimately intrigues me. Uh, in Las Vegas, the Raiders hosting the Bears. I think this might be a really interesting game.
1: I, I'm looking at it right now. I don't know who to take. Uh, Sammy. I'm gonna go with the Bears because I'm sitting here watching this this uh, Chargers pass rush just disrupt everything that Derek Carr is trying to do, and I think the Chicago pass rush is solid. They're my X factor. Khalil Mack is he good? Can 100%? Can he put pressure on the passer? Uh, can he disrupt some things? I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bears and and what I think might be uh, kind of an upset here. Kobe.
2: Uh, I'm saying the Raiders are one of the only teams that are three and O that are legit. Um, so I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. I, I just don't believe in Matt Nagy. Uh, the X factor is going to be, can Derek Carr continue his reign of terror? He did in the first three weeks averaging over 400 yards, passing yards a game. I don't know where he's at right now in this game, but I don't know, but Darren Waller's fucking insane. Yes. What a that... fucking catch. Yeah, that, that is a ridiculous catch. Um, so I'm going Raiders, and it's it's Derek Carr. Can he get 400 yards again?
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders here, too. I just – I think the Raiders are good. I think the AFC West might legit be the best division in football this year.
1: Oh, buddy, through four weeks, I think it's pretty – The NFC West argue. also – You can't argue it. Okay. You can't argue it. I think they are. They, they you ready? Really are. The
0: West Coast is the best group of football right now in the NFL. Yeah, both the, West. the NFC. If you go to the NFC, the NFC West is the best. You go to the AFC, the AFC West is the best. That's that's the argument I'll make.
2: But here's the crazy thing about the AFC West, guys: the Chiefs are third at best. Yeah, that's nuts.
0: Are they even third at best? Because even if the Chargers lose, we won the head-to-head.
2: No, no, no. They're better than the Broncos.
0: No, no. I'm talking about straight standings.
2: No, no. They're they're uh, they're last place. You're right. Yeah, like but they the, might be the third be- He's saying that they might be the third best team in the division. Yes, I'm not sure what rankings. The only team they are definitely better than is, is the, Broncos. the Broncos. Yeah,
0: that that, and that's kind of both. The NFC and AFC West are the best divisions in both conference. I think every team in those divisions, but all those eight teams all look damn good. And I think all eight of those teams can beat a team on any given Sunday. And while we're talking about all eight of those teams, we'll get into one right now as they play in SoFi stadium, the chargers hosting the Cleveland Browns, Kobe, we'll start with you.
2: One thing the chargers suck at is run defense. And the one thing that the Browns are really, really, really good at is running the football. I'm going to go Browns and I'm going to say it's that run, that two headed monster in Chubb and Chubb and and Kareem hunt. I, they could easily uh, rush for 200 yards against that team, possess the ball for over 40 minutes and just suffocate that Chargers offense and never give them a chance. I'm going to say Browns. I want to say it's a very low scoring game. Um, cause, cause both of those teams scream under every week and uh,
0: but I feel like the, I told you to bet an under this week.
2: You did, you did. But right now, there's there's 35 points on the board, and the over was 54 and a half. But at any rate, Browns run game, Sammy. What do you say?
1: I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think that Cleveland is a little bit too one dimensional. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw for 150, maybe less this week, and I think they're too reliant on that run D, or that run offense. So, I think. The Chargers can scheme around that. I think their defense is really, really good. Uh, My boy Derwin is back. Derwin James is back at 100%. Asante. Well, Asante is is Asante. He's going to do his thing. He's surprised me so far this year. Uh, I think the Chargers defense shuts down. They're my X factor. They shut down a lot of what Cleveland wants to do off play action and passing the ball downfield. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Quinn, before you go on, I I missed your pick for – Vegas and Chicago,
0: what was it? Uh, I took Vegas.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, for this one, I'm I'm taking the, the hell? I'm taking the Chargers as well. Um, and one of my main points is, Kobe was talking about the Chargers' run defense. Have you seen the Raiders run the ball all game tonight? I haven't. They keep giving it to Josh Jacobs, and I keep seeing him go nowhere. So i think jacobs is a very similar back to nick chubb and if that's what's going to work for the chargers they're going to keep it working and if there's one man that can game plan a defense it's brandon staley so i'm taking the chargers
2: sorry what i was what the helling is why was an animated john gruden dancing with chucky on tv
0: yeah, I don't know what's happening on ESPN. Neither does anyone. At least Booger McFarland and Jason Witten aren't talking about football anymore. So We're trying
2: too hard. Trying real, too real, hard. Real quick before we move on, Sammy, you said too reliant on the run game. I find it hard to believe that 5.1 yards per carry uh, uh, across the board for Cleveland Browns offense. Uh, I think that's, that's yeah, but is it sustainable? I think it is.
1: Actually, you know what? Hang on, hang on. Time out, Sammy.
0: Time out. Okay. The Steelers fan just said that the Browns rushing for five yards carry is sustainable. I think if anything else, the biggest homer on this podcast that is saying the Browns offense and rushing is sustainable should be left alone.
1: All right. My only 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 thought is they put up 14 points against the Vikings. But they won. They did win. it's fourteen points. points, lot, 14, yeah. points is it get, fourteen points isn't fourteen points isn't going to cut it against the Chargers. If you're I mean, only sure. Power 10, the Browns, Browns are point, point so. taken.
0: Holy point shit! Taken. The Chargers are running a flea flicker to nobody. Never mind that. That was mm-hmm. exciting for nothing. Um, <laughs> next okay. matchup we, we got, got here, Cowboys. Yeah, good old divisional matchup here giants in going to dallas now here's the thing i think dallas is the better team but nfc east divisional games they're always a question mark kobe who you got
2: um well, that really was nobody sorry i'm like a play and a half behind quinn on this but i'm gonna say cowboys cowboys are the better team it's in jerry world but it's not gonna be the blowout we all expected to be somehow some way the Giants are going to make this close. The X factor is going to be, can Trayvon Diggs get it? yet another uh, interception or maybe a two-interception performance? Trayvon Diggs is the best player on that team, and, and that's on a roster with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper, uh, Micah Parsons. CD. CD Lamb. It,
1: Trayvon Diggs is that dude. Uh, Sammy. Yeah, so right now, the Diggs brothers might be the best safety in football and the best wide receiver Corner. in football. That's, that's that's pretty interesting. Corner, safety, whatever he wants to play. He played safety in college. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Dallas for me. My X factor is Dak Prescott. I think he's going to carve up that that Giants uh, defense. I think it's going to be pretty impressive what the numbers come out as uh, for, for Dak. I don't think it's going to be close. But but, and I include this, butt here, Saquon is one of those guys that listens to the pod and showed out this last week because we were hating on him. So maybe Saquon has a game that keeps a minute. They control the ball still going Dallas. I think they, they run away with it.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Dallas here as well, but I don't think Trayvon Diggs has the game that Kobe's expecting for this sole reason. Daniel Jones has been without turnovers this year. His lone pick was on a Hail Mary at the end of the first half in one game this week. Like, and and you don't, I don't, I don't ever fault a quarterback for a Hail Mary at the end of a half or at the end of a game for a pick. So outside of that one thing, he has not thrown an interception all year.
2: But hasn't he lost like three fumbles?
0: We're talking picks, damn it. You
2: said turnovers. I heard turnovers.
0: He said turnovers. I said turnovers, but you talked Trayvon Diggs interceptions. And Fine. I, don't, I Diggs, don't think Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs, Diggs is going to get one this week against the Giants. All, All right, that said, Trayvon, the Cowboys are still winning, so who cares? Um, we'll go on to the next game. Uh, this game really fucking intrigues me. This is the game. Never mind. I looked at the next game below. The next it. game, too. Um, the next game, too. These are the two games I will be watching this game. The first one here in Arizona, the Cardinals and the 49ers. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Sammy, we'll start with you.
1: I'm actually going to go with San Francisco. Uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals kind of to, to what you talked about earlier, Kobe, uh, with one of the teams play down the competition. I think the Arizona Cardinals do that as well. I think Arizona squeaked out a win. I think they ended up winning by two scores against Jacksonville, but it was close for most of the game. I think this is the same type of thing where the San Francisco defense is very, very good. Still. I think that if they commit to a running game, it's going to keep them off balance. And uh, yeah, I uh, Trey Lance kind of that X factor for me, man, what's he going to do? Is he going to throw for 250 yards and run for another 80? Like that would be a damn good game for him. And I, if you gave me those stats before the game started, I'd say they're actually going to uh, to show out. So, I'm going to go San Francisco beating Arizona in Arizona. What do you think, Kobe? I see. I'm actually with you on on uh, Trey Lance's stats.
2: I mean, you think one half of football, you got 150 and 40 yards. Um, so obviously, you double that. You're looking at 380 yards, and that's one hell of a show out. Um, the the thing is, it's gonna be Arizona. I don't think they play down to competition. I think they just overlooked Jacksonville because, well, Jacksonville. Um, Ultimately, it's gonna come down to uh, what's Trey Lance gonna do in his first career start. I mean, if he, I, I think he's gonna have a a, a good statistical um, outing. How many times is he getting sacked though? You know, can he get away from Chandler Jones and can he get away from J.J. Watt and, and Buda Baker and that whole and everyone else in that defense that they seem to send. So I'm saying Cardinals still, um, but I think uh, uh, Trey Lance will do his damn just to make him competitive. Quinn, who you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals here. Um,
0: I think Sam Fran will keep it close. I think Trey Lance will prove that he deserves to be the starter. But at the end of the day, one team has an MVP candidate running the, running the squad, and that's the Cardinals. Next matchup we got here, the Bills heading to Arrowhead. I'm so excited to watch this fucking game. And for me, oh, wait, no, we were talking about all these fucking four o'clock games. No, the Cardinals and the Niners is the four o'clock game to watch. This is Sunday night football.
2: Chiefs hosting the Bills, Kobe. I'm going to go Bills. And the reason I'm going to go Bills is because the last the last, uh, they lost to the Steelers in a tough outing for them. They then shut out the Dolphins. They held uh, the Washington football team. They put 43 points up on that defense, they put 40 points up on Texas defense. The Chiefs defense is not much better than either of those defenses they might put you know another 35 40 points and i I just don't think that the chiefs can keep up with that uh the x factor is going to be can the chiefs defense stop them at all and and that might be the chance this might be the 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 overs club game of the week um you might see a 35 to 38
1: game so i'm going bills uh sammy who you got I agree with your overs club take a uh, shout out barstool for that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Kansas city though. And I think the X factor is Tyree kill. Are we going to see the Tyree kill that we're accustomed to? Is he going to break some things downfield that we haven't seen for the first three weeks. We saw it last week a little bit with the three touchdowns, 11 catches, 80 something, 180 something yards. i team uh, really bad. <laughs> uh Yeah. Tyreek Hill, I I think he shows out this week uh, against Buffalo. I think it's going to be a great game. This is going to be one that everybody needs to tune into. It's the Sunday night game, so obviously they will. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going Kansas City. Tyreek Hill has another big game. Quinn. Yeah.
0: um, I'm actually treating this game very similarly to how I've treated the the Chiefs-Browns game. If this was in Buffalo, give me the bills. But the fact that it's in Arrowhead, which is one of the hardest places to play in the NFL, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. And if I had to take an X-Factor, it's the home
1: crowd. That's almost what my X-Factor was as well. Yeah. Last game we got here, which I
0: think also is primed to be a really good football game. The Ravens hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Kobe, what you got?
2: I'm going to go Ravens. You know, I think this is one of those weeks where, um, yeah, you know, the, co- the coach sits you down and says, why were you guys so uh, vulnerable against the Broncos of all teams? And I think they're going to come out against Indianapolis and just, like, like go up two scores quickly. And, and I think it's going to be the just the energy. The X Factor is going to be the energy they bring that the the Colts aren't gonna have coming off of that that uh too close of a game. Um
1: uh Sammy what do you got? I'm gonna ride with my Colts man. I've been on them for a while. Uh I know their the record isn't great, but I'm gonna go with the with Indianapolis and I think the X factor is gonna be Carson Wentz yet again. You know, can he get the ball to the playmakers that he's got on the outside? Pasquale's been all right. Uh, I know we kind of joke about him. Yeah, Zach Pascal. Yeah, we got a a, a Pascal reference here, Uh, as well as Pittman and then Jonathan Taylor. He had a good game last week. Uh, I think the Colts are going to be rounding into form. I think their defense is really, really good. Uh, And it's all going to be dependent upon Carson Wentz. Can he actually be the Carson Wentz that we saw in the Super Bowl year with Philly? When is he going to round into form? When is he going to be the guy? Quinn,
0: uh, sorry, real quick. In other news, the Chargers will lose this game. Um, but um, speaking of teams losing, the Colts are going to lose. Um, I think. I think the Colts. I still think the Colts are a good team. I think they're way better than their record implies. But the Ravens are just a better team, and it's in M&T Bank Stadium that I do think plays a factor, especially in primetime football. So. I'm taking Baltimore here. Now it is time if you you smell that beef cooking it's time for Kobe's prime beef take.
2: You ever been sleeping and you dip your hand in cold and warm water and then you piss yourself. No that's the that, that's the feeling you get watching the Steelers offense. It is by far, it's just abysmal. Um, the highest amount of points they have scored all season was week one against uh, the Bills with uh, with uh, 23 points. Over and over again, we're watching the same bullshit. We're watching two quarters of them trying to, to run Matt Canada's offense with the constant, uh, like uh, motions and everything like, like it's going to work and it goes absolutely nowhere. Um, watching it th- this weekend, they scored on the first drive of the, um, of the game. Not that anyone actually got to watch it because it wasn't actually televised, but it, after that, absolutely nothing. And they're expecting the, the defense to just clean up after Ben Roethlisberger, constantly missing throws and constantly, constantly, uh, well, I mean, quite frankly, just making the coaches look more on it for for playing him. It, it it comes down to uh, Mike Tallman's gonna have to make the 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 hardest decision of it of his career. And that's do you play, do you continue to play Ben or do you give up on the season and try and see what you have in the future? And and you you want it to be you want it not to be Ben's fault, but he con he has the worst uh, QBR and pass rating of his career. He's not making the throws he used to make. He's as he's about as mobile as a tree. And it, it's, it's just tough to watch uh, at the end of the day, the defense can't continue to bail them out of games. Um, you know, they can't block a punt or block a field goal every single week. Um, so that they're, they're, they're losing. They're going to continue to lose. The Steelers are liable to go one and 16. And that's USDA approved.
0: There you have it. As always, if, following up.
1: If, one in 16 would be what the Jags went last year, basically. Mm-hmm. That that's a tough take, buddy. You all right? No. No, I'm not. No, I'm not all right.
2: <laughs> no. So the worst record the Steelers have had since I've been alive is eight and eight. And they, and they missed the playoffs by Antonio Brown stepping out of bounds on the four yard line.
1: That's tough. That's tough for for you. You've never seen anything else.
2: Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to lack of
0: success. Hi, I'm a Chargers fan. Um, We have groups. Um, listen
2: like but- y'all people talk about like like welcome to all, my club see i don't want to be in your fucking club man fuck you all of you
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sorry that you didn't get to witness you know your football team be bad um welcome to the time from you were birthed in now you get to deal with bad and then one day your kids will be born and they'll get to witness good
2: that's right my kid's already been born though, yeah.
0: And by the time he's old enough to truly understand football in theory, the Steelers will probably be back on track.
2: Cool. I've only got three years to go. That's exciting. All right.
0: <laughs> um, no, cause I didn't really understand football to the point where like, I felt like I was actually understanding football until like third, fourth grade. Um, like it's one thing to be a fan. It's another thing to like, feel like you're understanding what you're watching that's more wrote, what i'm talking about i
2: wrote my i wrote my midget league playbook when i was six i literally handed it to coach and we ran like half the plays that i wrote in that book handed him a fucking uh 70 page one subject <laughs> notebook and we ran most of those plays fucking kobe
1: or matt nagy which one you want running kobe. Your
2: offense? me all day <laughs> Fuck it. fucking sign me now chicago i will fly out tomorrow kobe'd
0: be better than adam Gase. um but, yeah, speaking a- of uh, speaking of bullshit going on in the NFL, it's time for our favorite segment, Sammy's number one bullshit.
1: Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Thanks, Quinn. So I'm going to start with a couple of honorable mentions. So you guys have kind of alluded to the uh, Tennessee-New York Jets game preempting the Steelers game in some certain markets and uh, people not being able to to watch the game of the week because of the jets Titans going to uh to overtime. That's some bullshit. I thought, yeah, yeah, I'll throw that out as an honorable mention. It's not quite there yet. The one that we haven't mentioned is the Pittsburgh offsides on that field goal against green Bay. That's also an honorable mention. Please don't bring would, it up. No, please I, bring, bring I got to bring it up. <laughs> I, I want, so, so all, full disclosure, I was unable to watch most games yesterday. I left my house at 1245. My son had a soccer game over two hours away in Delaware. I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, so I was on the road for pretty much all of the one o'clock games. He played two hours. We get in the car. We drive home. So we, sta- we stopped at a restaurant, and that was literally one of the only places. I saw about a quarter worth of, of the, uh, the Packers sealers game. And that happened during that time that I was watching it. That was some absolute bullshit. They timed that jump so perfectly. And there wasn't a view down the line to show that these guys were actually offsides or not. Either I, don't, I, don't, down the I line. don't even, dude, I don't even know if it's reviewable, but that was bullshit. That looked like a clean block to me when I saw the replay, when I saw when they, when they moved uh, it's, it's BS. Here's I think pa- Packers would have be- won anyway. Here's the worst BS
2: about that. The flag was not thrown until after the block, which me- leads me to believe that Tony, Ro- Tony Romo said it best. like, there's no way they're that deep in the uh, uh, backfield unless they were offsides. And then he threw the flag. That's what pissed me off. If you threw it right then and said, I-, I can live with that because there's human
1: error there. If you guys didn't see it, it was the I think it was the last play of the first half, right? Yep. Yeah, very and, last. Play. And it would have made the the game. It was a seventeen ten game. Green Bay was winning. They were trying to go up twenty to ten. No, and... it went was...
2: ten. Go ahead. It
1: was 17-14. Steelers. Okay. Okay. So it was a, a somewhat pivotal game or pivotal play in the game. And ten points. It was a
0: dude. Hang on, a... real quick. Brandon Staley has the big balls equipped as we go for it on fourth and two here. At midfield. Right.
1: So so that's my honorable bench number one. Uh, I thought about taking that, but at the end of the day, it's got to be Urban Meyer. What the hell are you doing? If you guys haven't seen the videos of Urban Meyer and his visit to Columbus this weekend, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So, So what happened? He played on Thursday, or the Jaguars played on Thursday. He stayed behind. In Cincinnati, which apparently is unheard of for a head coach not to travel with the team. Uh, I get that from Pat McAfee's show, which I watch pretty regularly and I've referenced before. Um, the, those guys, A.J. Hawk, Pat McAfee, and Malcolm Butler, were all saying they've never in their entire career seen a head coach not travel with the team back from an away game. So he decides to stay in, in Ohio, where he's from, where his family's at, and travels up to Columbus, goes to his own bar He's got a girl grinding on him at some point, a co-ed. Uh, she looks very, very young. Apparently, her name is coming on Twitter. I don't know it, and I'm not going to repeat it on this podcast either way. Grinding on his lap while he's sitting at a bar stool, and there's a video from the opposite side that has – it's, it's kind of hard to find now on Twitter. It was there, and then it wasn't, where he's got the finger guns going, and he might purposely – give this girl a little finger gun right to the booty through her jeans, but gives it to her. Nonetheless, what the hell are you doing? Urban Meyer? I mean, there is just so much, so much ridiculousness, you know, involved what he's with doing. this. I know you know what he's doing, but come on, man. Like this is the social media world that we're living in. Or, you know, hey, your just going to be recorded. No. There's, hey, I ahead. have ever been a
2: belief that he's just trying to get hired by USC. He's trying to get fired by Jacksonville because he don't want to be in the pro level. He's just trying to get that USC job because he was a god in college, and he's not now.
1: It's Dude, I don't know what he's trying to do, but it's bad. I mean, he's, bad. He, look, the,
0: what? look, look, he might not have been a god in college, but he sure as shit was at that bar in Columbus.
1: The god no, of he fingers. Was, he was a god in college. I mean, the guy's got what three national championships Yeah, in, in his career uh, two at four. Sorry. Sorry.
0: I misspoke. He might not have been a God in the pros, but he sure yeah. was at that bar.
1: There you go. There you go. It's dude. It's By so the power weird. of editing that joke will hit. And, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny because he's wearing an Ohio state shirt. Like he has a coach at Ohio state in what, four years now, five years now. Yeah. Um, and shout out to my buddy, Tom, who has been hating on Urban Meyer since day one, listening to the pod. He, he's he been hating on him. And this is just one more reason why you shake your head and say, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Uh, one of the funniest things that I saw out of him, Quinn and I talked about this off air was his wife is sending tweets about going to go, go get corn or something. And there's, cool. there's, Ohio while, sweet corn. While, while this is getting, posted all over the internet and somebody said hey Shelly we need to talk about a few things and she said and she just sent back a question mark reply in her tweet so she has no idea what's going on Auburn's getting grinded on by some co-ed he's he's gunning you know finger banging her oh uh, it's <laughs> it's it's bad it's weird I don't even know what to say about it I, he was a fucking best- Wild West sharpshooter, and she was the
0: fucking tin can in the outfield.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that take. So uh, he's my number one bullshit. When we post this pod, I'm going to link to the Pat McAfee little uh, three minute clip that I sent these guys. That let's Excellent. them talk about it. Let's them talk about it. It's it's effing hilarious, guys. You got to watch hear- it. He's my number one bullshit. Cheers. Apology. Oh, I heard his apology. It's, no, like, uh, not the
0: real apology. The one that's been trending on Twitter. Kobe, one, please read it.
1: Okay.
2: All right. Here, let me read it. Let me find it real quick. Uh, it says, um, all right, here it is. I'd like to apologize to my wife, Shelly, my kids, and the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. I consider my man, myself a man of discipline, and there's a drive to deep left center. <laughs> that'll be a four that'll make it a 4-0 ball game i don't know if i'll put all these heads that again <laughs> uh, kobe kobe who's, who hit that deep left drive
0: castellanos, uh, castellanos. Castellanos. Good old <laughs> nick castellanos which by the way if you've never looked it up there is a compilation on youtube of all the horrible times nick castellanos has hit a home run I shit you not. It's like it's like a two and a half minute video of fucking Cassian's hitting home runs. Like he he hit one in that instance. He hit one during a fucking 97 World War II vet year old man's eulogy. He's hit one in a couple other points. Some pitcher died and he was like, Yep, we're gonna fucking hit a home run. Like it's it's a fucking running thing. If anything bad in the world happens. Bet on Nick Castellanos to hit a home run. Cause it'll hey guys, probably I'm,
2: happen.
1: I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm crying. I didn't uh, Can we talk about Sammy He was laughing so hard. Yeah, full full disclosure to all the all the readers or all the listeners. I did not know that was coming. And he caught <laughs> me so off guard. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, that was yeah. fantastic. No shit. If if you see like, like maybe like you're
0: watching the news, right? And and you know like the Boston bombing just happened. Are the Cincinnati? The first thing you should look at is one: were my family there? Two: are the Cincinnati Reds playing? Because I'm
1: betting oh on god. Nick Castellanos at home run. Oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah. If you guys if you guys are not familiar with what Kobe just did. Please look up Nick Castellanos. It, it <laughs> I is, shit you not, there's a compilation. It is fantastic. Kobe, well done, my friend. That's, that might be the best thing you've ever done in pod history.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, and if you follow
0: my guy, Barry McCockiner, you saw it the second it happened. Oh, that's great.
1: Sorry, that's all <laughs> I got, Quinn. That's my number one bullshit, Urban
0: Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer, he might've been your number one bullshit, but he sure to dig his hand in the shit. Um,
1: yeah. And you guys got to listen to the Pat Mac. <laughs> it, is, it is hilarious. <laughs> I
0: had, to, I had to get it in there. It was just so I, I've been sitting here waiting on him to say it to fucking hit that dig. Nice, Not buddy. You know, my dig might've been deep, but it wasn't as deep as, as deep as uh, urban Meyer this weekend. Um, but <laughs> so, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, Sammy, where can they find you?
1: At Samuel underscore Gordon. Like I said, I'll be uh, I'll be posting that Pat McAfee link, which was just as funny as the Castellanos thing that that uh, Kobe just did. It even got Pat McAfee to uh, to stop doing his his radio show and just cry. It was uh, it was pretty funny.
0: Uh, Sammy, we're gonna hit you up at Kobe. I sorry, know. Jesus Christ.
2: Way to fucking go, Quinn. Yeah, uh, fuck can, you. <laughs> y'all can find me at Beef Garvin 36 I'll talk about you. I'll talk with you about almost anything. Um, y'all talk about football. Y'all want to talk about fucking steaks? I don't give a shit. We'll talk about it. Quinn, where are they finding you at? And uh, you can hit me up at Quinn underscore
0: Cusky. Uh first name, it's two N's last name is C-U-S-K-E-Y. You can also hit me up on Twitter, pens twelve oh six. If Kobe actually plays Madden anytime soon, we'll have some uh, streams going of me and Kobe and another buddy of mine playing three v three on Madden. Should be pretty fucking cool, worth checking out. Um, and as always, we got a music moment for you. You can hit. You know, it. It's one of my favorite bands. Uh, I sent it to Kobe. I think. You know, He enjoys it a lot It's off the new movie coming out uh, The new Michael Myers movie The new Halloween Kills It's called Hunter's Moon It's from Ghost it's It is fantastic Check it I'm out right here you, We're out friend. Peace To where we hide as children I'm coming back for you
2: my friend Though my memories are faded, They come back to help me once
0: again
2: I'm now It's time for me to strike again light. Light. It's a hunter's move